0: What's up boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host JJ Sermon. In this podcast JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight from undercards to main events. Now let's get into the ring. what's up what's up what's up so in this episode of Sasta Boxing, box i'm going to get into some important fights that happened this past weekend which included josh warrington alexander usik as well as dimitri bival so let's get straight into it all right so now i want to get into some notable mentions which are just some boxers who did a great job this past weekend one of those boxers was anthony sims jr who's in the super middleweight division and he improved to 20 and 0 with getting a uh, TKO in the sixth round of his fight, so just want to point that out. As well as Charles Conwell, he did a fantastic job this past weekend. He improved his record to eleven and zero in the super welterweight division, which is a hundred and fifty-four pound division. He fought against Patrick Day, who was a former Olympian and he was alternate for Earl Spence during Olympics, and he did a very good job fighting Charles Conwell, but he didn't pull it out and he didn't get the win. And he ended up getting a serious injury during this fight. So send your prayers out to him and his family. But Charles Conwell did improve to 11-0. And like I said, he's in Super Wilderweight division. Keep your eye out on him because he's going to do a very good job. And he was also a former Olympian. And that's all I have to say about the notable mentions. Now I want to get into one of the main event fights that happened this past weekend, which included Josh Warrington versus Sofian Takut. This was for the featherweight division. It was for the IBF featherweight title as well. And Josh Warrington came into this fight 29-0. and 0. And Sofian came into this fight 35-3-1. and 1. This fight was 12 rounds. And it ended up being just a complete sweep. Josh Warrington won in the second round. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Get this man out the way so that you can get a unification fight in his next fight or... Uh, the the fight after. So definitely this was a fight in which Josh Warrington did work. Uh, Sofian was a Southpaw, and this is something that Josh Warrington had to adjust to because against Kid Galahad in his previous fight, who was a Southpaw, he did struggle. And so you can tell in this fight that he definitely improved on how to fight Southpaws because he's an orthodox fighter. And he did work, man. He showed that he had a little power. He got a TKO, man, and did what he needed to do in this fight. And that's why Josh Warrington is going to Continue to make noise, and I can't wait for him to fight a unification fight, whether it's Shakur Stevenson, if he gets through, or Juet Gonzalez, whoever uh, is next up to get that vacant belt, as well as the other featherweights in the division, which is Gary Russell Jr. I think he's in there as well, so um, I, I feel like this is a great opportunity for Josh Warrington, and they need to start unifying this featherweight division. Now, let's get into the next fight, which is Dimitri Bival versus Lennon Castillo. Dmitry Bivol came into this fight 16 0 with 11 KOs versus Lennon Castillo, who came into this fight with 20 wins, two losses, and one draw with 15 KOs. And this is for the light heavyweight division, and it was a 12 round fight. And this lived up to the hype, definitely, because Dimitri Bivol did exactly what I thought he was going to do. He showed his skills, he fought really well, and. He ended up winning with a unanimous decision in this fight. Demetri Bivol is a fighter that a lot of people may not know, but when you do, when he start getting bigger fights and when he start getting some unification fights against very good competitors, you're going to start seeing his name pop up a lot more because he has a lot of great skills. He does a very good job at keeping his distance, ring generalship. He has one of the best, I would say, range of a fighter that can move around in the ring for twelve rounds consistently and just break down the opponent round after round after rounds to the point where they don't even have uh any tactic to outwit Dimitri. So this guy was is a phenomenal boxer. I love the way that he fought. He did a lot of great things in this fight and it just proved to me and showed me even even now up to this point that Dimitri Vivar can do everything possible to unify his division, and he can be one of the top ones in this in the light heavyweight division to become undisputed, honestly, because he has all the skills. He has the power as well because he got a knockdown in round six against Castillo with a counter right hand, and Castillo threw a lazy jab, counter right-handed, and dropped him. And it just it just showed, man, that... He can do it all for the most part. He's kind of small for the light heavyweight division, because he's he's maybe just six foot or just slightly above that. But it just still with his skill set, he can do so much more than a lot of other boxers in that division. So, man, I just give a lot of ups to Demetri Bivol as long as he stay focused and stay good, man, and 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 stay on the right path, man. I definitely look forward to him getting some unification fights. Looking forward to to those fights coming up in 2020, 2021. And he also holds the WBA light heavyweight title. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I'll mention that now. So that is a world title that he owns right now that that is his. And he's been retaining it for a while now. This is like his fifth or sixth defense of this title. So he's definitely holding on to this belt, definitely defending it, making it known that this is his and you got to come and win. Conventionally in order to take that WBA light heavyweight title from Dimitri Bival. So that's all I got to say. Now let's get into the last fight that I'm going to mention, which is the Alexander Usyk fight versus Chaz Was The Spoon. Alexander Usyk came into this fight 16-0, sixteen wins undefeated in this campaign with twelve KOs versus Chaz Woodspoon who has thirty eight wins, three losses, and twenty nine KOs in the heavyweight division. This is for twelve rounds and it ended up being a very convincingly win for Alexander Usik. Alexander Usik is coming from Cruiserweight and he was an undisputed champion at Cruiserweight. And now he's moving up to heavyweight with the big boys like Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz, Tyson Fury. He's coming for the top and he's coming to eventually fight those fighters. He is the mandatory now for the WBO. So Andy Ruiz or Anthony Joshua, will, whoever wins in December, will have to either decide whether or not they're going to face him. Or vacate that belt, and Alexander Usyk will be able to fight for it. So that's a lot of things that's going to transpire in 2020. And but let me get back to the main fight that did, just happened this past weekend, which with has was a spoon. So Alexander Usyk starting off the fight, he did a lot of great things. In which he kept the jab going. He kept his movement was very smooth. I think he was only he only weighed 215 coming up to heavyweight, but he looked very smooth after. Being off for a year and some change. And he he definitely looked like he was uh, fighting off the rust in the beginning. He was still winning the rounds. But it was just like he was just getting in the flow. I like how he was moving around, pivoting. He uses very good footwork. And that's for a heavyweight, that's very, very, very good. Because he's going to need it when he goes up against the, the champions in his division. And his footwork is very good. He kept... Getting better and better as the rounds went on, and he slowly just uh, broke down. Chaz with the spoon, so Alexander Usik ended up winning in round seven, and it was a RTD, so he ended up winning that way, which pretty much mean that the corner said he wasn't going to come back out after the end of that round. So that's how he won. He dominated, like I said, with his jab. He moved his head very well. He pivoted extremely well and he did great combinations. So I'm excited for what he's going to do in 2020, the opponents that he's going to fight. And I'm so looking forward to seeing if he's going to get a a title shot against one of these top competitors in the heavyweight division so that's all i gotta say about this fight hope you all liked it now let's get into the breaking news of the week this is the breaking news of the week For the breaking news of the week, I want to get into Terence Crawford's next fight. He is fighting against the Meme Machine, uh, Agnes Kavalaskis, and they're both undefeated in their campaign, which would be a big fight. It's his mandatory, so he's going to fight him on December 14th, as well as uh, Richard Comey versus Teofimo Lopez, which is going to be a great fight, as well as uh, Michael Conlon versus uh Nikitin, which is a fight that they had i want to say in the olympics which didn't go in the favor that uh, nakiton wanted, i think so i think this will be another great fight so it's a triple header it should be very entertaining and i just want to announce that that's one of the breaking news of this week the next breaking news of the week that i want to talk about is earl spence jr got into a car accident i know you probably heard it by now if you was listening to the boxing news over the week but yeah, he got into a car accident. They said that his condition was stable, is not critical, so it doesn't look like he has any broken bones or anything like that. So the the prayers worked, and he should be fine to box again. So we should see him back in action in 2020. But definitely, uh, it's a blessing that he got out of the car accident safely because he was ejected from the vehicle. So this is just a testament to just anybody that you never know how life may come at you but it's just how you handle and how you respond to it and thankful that earl spence jr came out of that car accident uh, with not too many bad injuries and that's all i have for the breaking news of the week And this concludes this episode of Sides of Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and tell a friend to tell a friend if they're boxing fans because I'm going to keep giving great content each and every week because I just love this sport and I want to continue to give you all great in-depth analysis of each important fight that comes throughout the boxing year. And also send your prayers out to Patrick Day who is still working through his injury who was in a coma after his fight, so please send your prayers out for him, and God bless y'all.